The best journey in life is the journey of life. Exploring the journey of life from various perspectives and experiences can add a different meaning to a journey. Core Pillar Studio brings you these different perspectives through various monologues, conversations and interviews. Explore and peel the layers to reach to your core on this journey with Core Pillar Studio. Illusion begets and sustains the world. We do not destroy one without destroying the other. This was said by Emil Siran. 2020 has been a year of lots of facts and illusions where on one side it has given us pain and grief, on the other it has somewhere brought us closer to our own selves. Closer to our near and dear ones, closer to life. 2020 had great implications on life and livelihood. Right from the start when virus came in and ended with a vaccine, year of political turmoils in the United States and at the world level. Societies and businesses coming to a fall. In today's discussion, myself, AC, along with Dawn, will be talking about what were the illusions and facts of 2020 and how we break these illusions for a better 2021 and beyond. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to our discussion today. Hello, AC. Good to be here. Great. So let's start straight away, Dawn. Your thoughts on what were the major illusions of 2020 and where it has actually led us to in 2020? Okay, I think before we start talking about the uh, very where it's leading us to, that it might be good to lay the groundwork for the concept of a healing crisis. Uh, some people may be familiar with this, some people may not be. Uh, I know you are AC in your work as a life coach and a longtime truth seeker, and certainly I've been aware of this for 30 years. But basically what a healing crisis is, is, and I'll, I'll talk about the physical to begin with, but it applies to spiritual, mental, emotional. But a physical healing crisis is, happens when, say, someone has had not, not, not such a healthy lifestyle for many years. Maybe they don't eat well. Maybe they don't exercise. They smoke or they drink alcohol. You know, they do these things that are toxic to your body. And over the years, they build up and they can create various problems. So if such a person decides that they're not feeling so well and they want to have a healthier way of living, maybe they're going to quit smoking. They're going to start eating better. Uh, you know, maybe they'll quit drinking alcohol or they're going to eliminate some habits that are not so good for their physical health and add some things that are good. Well, generally what happens in the beginning, uh, once they start incorporating healthier habits, then these toxins that have built up in their body start releasing from their body. And that can cause tiredness. It can cause uh, aches and pains. In other words, basically, when, when they go through moving from an unhealthy lifestyle to a healthier lifestyle for some period of time, it could be days or weeks or sometimes months that they actually feel worse than they did before they changed their habits. And if people don't understand how this works, they think that their new habits, their new healthy habits are, are making them feel worse where in a way they are, but it's a good thing. So they have to feel worse and have to be willing to feel worse for a while to get to a much better place. So I, so from my perspective, from the beginning of this situation uh, with the pandemic and the lockdowns and the mask and the social distancing and all the business that are I mean, horrible things have happened. So from my perspective, this is a healing crisis on a global scale. Uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So I think that the, the 2020 was like someone, uh, you know, ch starting to change their style. And then 2021, I believe pretty soon, maybe within the next month or two, it start getting much and much better 
and and I know in different uh, you know different uh, philosophies or different uh, holy books or or scriptures. I think there's a lot of people that talk about the thousand years of peace, and I personally believe that we're beginning to enter that period of a thousand years of peace, prosperity, uh, more coming together, less war, less fighting, less fear. So that's my overall perspective. So I see if you talk, talk a little bit about how you see that, and maybe we'll start talking about the different aspects of this. Yeah, Don, in fact, I'm not very different, and my thoughts are not very different in terms of what you just mentioned. Um, and I'm really, uh, you know, happy to hear that, yes, 2020, as you think, and perhaps I also think the same, that 2021 will, will bring us a lot of positive news around uh, the entire socioeconomic, uh, you know, scenarios of the world. You talked about healing crisis, Don, and you talked about various actions relating uh, to, healers, you know, healing crisis. Uh I feel so, but I want to pick up your thoughts on this. Do you think negative, uh, unhealthy thoughts also lead to healing crisis? Uh, negative thoughts? Yeah, negative and unhealthy thoughts, which probably form the part of your belief system somewhere. Uh, do they I, I also lead to? I don't think uh, they. I don't, I don't think they. I think they can be a uh, a result of the healing crisis. I don't think. Ne I think negative thoughts. Uh, are probably not a healthy thing, but I think that when we go into a healing crisis, that we certainly, as a result of the changes that start happening that we don't like, certainly can lead to negative thoughts. And uh, that's one reason why, uh, you know, in my business as a, as a coach, and I know you're similar, when I work with clients, they usually come with some problem that they have that they want to get some resolution on. And so as a coach, you need to be assess their situation and think about some uh, actions and some exercises that they can take that based on your experience as a coach, you know, will get them to a better place. Well, then also I found that it's very important to discuss the healing crisis with the person because as they start uh, doing different actions and behaviors like for instance if a person uh is has has because of their lifestyle maybe they've surrounded themselves they have a lot of what they think are friends or even family or associates that are negative influence on them well as they start getting healthy healthier they may realize they have to either partially disconnect from certain people or totally so so, you know, sometimes it's hard if you've known someone for 20 years and it's been basically you've shared unhealthy relationship and that's the basis of your what you think is a friendship or business relationship and you start getting healthier and you realize that being around them, uh, you know, drags you down. It, sometimes it's hard to end a 20-year relationship. I mean, and typically, I'll, I'll say with... Uh, 12-step programs like Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, somebody that's been an alcoholic for some period of time has developed a certain lifestyle that supports them as being an alcoholic. Well, when they decide to get sober, and if they start going to these AA meetings as part of their sobriety path, one of the things they tell them in AA right off is that if you want to get sober and stay sober, people, places, and things will have to go. And what people find out pretty quickly is that they, the people that they hung out with and they thought were great friends while they're an alcoholic, when they get sober, they don't need to be around those people anymore. So, no, I think negative thinking does not lead to a healing crisis, but it certainly can be part of something you go through as a, when you're in a healing crisis. Yeah, Don, in fact, uh, I agree to you uh, on that. However, in my some of the you know uh, areas in my client discussions, I also come across these kind of issues. And uh, in some cases, I've observed that people uh, may have uh, uh, maybe a good uh, lifestyle, or a, maybe I would not call it hundred percent a healthy lifestyle. But still, you know, uh, I feel that uh, 
somewhere their their belief systems also play a very you know kind of a uh, restricting role in terms of their progress uh, and and finally resulting into some of these uh, crises it may not be 100% healing crisis uh, as 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 described by you but i feel they definitely would have some impact on that uh, ha- having said that don where do you where do you see that you know you, you mentioned earlier about 2020 being a year of uh, you know uh, some changes that have brought uh, that it has brought with us in terms of vaccine and all of that that has happened at the socio political level uh, in this con- uh, you know in this entire world uh, one word if i have to ask you you know not one word in fact if i have to just relate uh, healing crisis versus virus uh explain a little bit i don't understand the question so if i if i were to ask you what impact uh has healing crisis had on the virus or virus had had on the healing crisis oh okay well let's okay let's let's do this which might be a uh easier way to do it let's kind of go back to when this started for most of the world back in i think of course i live in the united states and as as i recollect it might have been February or March before they or maybe January I can't remember exactly before they really started talking about this virus that came from China it was very contagious it was very deadly and and uh you know they started uh, I can't remember really when they implemented wearing masks and social distancing and you know all the things that happened but let's just say and, and it happened at different times and different levels of severity all over the world I mean I know even in even in this country uh I live in Alabama and even in Alabama different cities are more restrictive than other cities and different states I mean so it's just all over the place and 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 I had a friend actually uh in the Philippines I remember I was talking with her this summer and as I recollect they had very strict curfews and I believe she told me if people were outside during the curfew i believe that the, that the police were authorized to shoot and kill people i mean it sounds crazy i can't verify that but i know even now some countries i understand they have curfews and if people are outside they find them thousands of dollars <laughs> so you know it's been a it, it's been kind of crazy so so once this start so there was a lot of fear that that everybody had there was a lot of confusion in the beginning and uh so from a perspective of a healing crisis at the beginning of a healing crisis that can happen there's fear about what's going on there's confusion there's conflicting opinions and you know the problem about this this global healing crisis that i've seen is there's not been one unified voice that people could trust it's like when i work with individuals as a coach they trust me to guide them through the process they trust me that that i'm going to give them steps and exercises that are going to lead them to a better place and that when they hit a rough spot they're feeling fearful or confused or they're having a problem they trust me to help them with the problem. Well, in this global situation, I mean, even in specific cities or states or, you know, areas, uh there's been no there's been no one anybody could trust because we've had basically, I think in most of the country, we've had politicians, bureaucrats and administrators giving health advice tell, telling you what you, what you should do for your health. So so that was the beginning uh of what I see the global healing crises and the the way this uh uh coronavirus was presented to the public as something to fear that you've got to follow all the you got to comply you got to do basically uh we can talk about uh our impressions so for me that was the illusion that was the illusion that was created that this is something you need to fear and that illusion that most people had created fear separation 
compliance. And what I've seen, uh, you know, personally in my life, and I've seen a lot of other people experience this, it's ended uh, friendships. It's ended relationships and family. You know, people, they, you either are think that wearing a mask is great or not. And, and people get, have gotten caught up. And if you don't believe what I believe, then you're a bad person. I mean, it, it, so, it's, so it's that one thing, the mask, the social distancing, all the other, shutting the businesses, and all these things have created tremendous fear and confusion. And like people are thinking, what is going on? I've never experienced like anything like this in my life. So that was the beginning of what I see as a global healing crisis that was not caused by the coronavirus. It was caused by the media, by the governments. It was caused by the illusion of what this really was. Uh, and Don, that now you've mentioned this illusion and uh, you know the result that it created in terms of the fear, separation, compliance, and finally resulting into the loss of trust, whether that may be at the individual level or maybe at the society level or at the government or at the country level. Uh, and this trust still somewhere continues even with the vaccine, which is there now. I know 50% of the population thinks that uh, this vaccine is going to really, uh, you know, help them uh, deal with the virus. And the, still there's there's a voice which is coming out for the remaining 50%, which feel that since it's in, it's been done in such a rush and hush, uh, it may not be, or it may have some side effects which may not be good for a long term. So we still feel this divisive, uh, you know, uh, I would say trust or do not trust kind of a thing which is there. You very importantly mentioned about one thing, Don, which was, uh, you know, which was illusion, a virus as an illusion. Uh, my question goes a level deeper into it and uh, would want to understand, uh, you talked about healing uh, of, you know, of the society, uh, of the world, of the planet. Uh, and this 2020 has brought us an opportunity for healing at that level. Uh, or maybe at a spiritual level at, uh, also. Uh, this illusion was created or it is there already as part of the timeline which was uh, supposed to happen in 2020. My question, Don, is uh, how this illusion probably would result in the healing of uh, people at the society level or at the planet level? or at the world level, or however you may want to call it. Yeah, well, let me mention one thing that I just thought about, because there's going to be people even now that listen to what I'm saying or what you're saying, uh, and they're going to totally disagree with it about the mask or the social distancing or the vaccine or some of the other things that I have an opinion on based on the research I've done. So let me say right off that I am not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Uh, I do not know firsthand about the, uh, you know, the effectiveness of a mask or the social distancing or the vaccine. I don't have personal direct experience with that. So how I form my opinion on something that I don't have direct personal experience with is I do research to find people that seem to be competent, that seem to be trustworthy, that seem to have no agenda, and seem to have uh, hard evidence that backs up their opinion. So when this, this whole thing started back in early 2020, uh, and I started seeing, uh, you know, first of all, I totally... And this is something I've known for many, many years and wondered about. I totally believe that there are many countries and governments and people that have biological weapons that they could disperse in the air, in our food, in our water that could cause major problems. So I'm totally uh, on board with that. I'm totally on board that there could be some virus uh, that could be very deadly and very fatal and, and very contagious. 
Okay. So when this word came out initially, you know, I thought, well, maybe this is happening. I mean, maybe somebody's decided to do something horrible to the world. So uh, I started, I started, you know, looking on the internet, uh, Googling, looking on, uh, you know, various videos. I had a few people already that I had been following for different aspects of truth about different things in the world. So I started finding other information through those people. So basically since early, almost over a year since early 2020, I've spent hundreds of hours uh, listening to different people, uh, seeing what resonates with me. And, and that's how I determine truth. So if, if I feel like someone, if I, if, if I have a, say a, a 90% trust in what someone is telling me and I don't have my direct experience with what they're talking about, then, then I'm going to tend to, and particularly if it resonates with me, then I'm going to tend to say, yeah, that feels right. So with the virus thing, when I started seeing all the confusion about the mask, for instance, that the mask, you're supposed to wear those to protect other people in case you might be contagious or to protect yourself in, in, in case other people might be contagious. And I started doing a little research on these masks that people were wearing, these cloth masks or people would get a scarf or whatever. And I learned that, that if you have a virus, that, that wearing one of those masks is like trying to uh, keep something out of your, keeping the mosquitoes out of your yard with a chain link fence. So I learned pretty quickly that that didn't make sense. And then the social distancing, the arbitrary two meters, all these things, when I started doing research, did not make any sense. And, and then, you know, uh, over the years, they, plus when they started closing all these small businesses and churches, but then you could go to, uh, you know, Walmart and you could go to Target and you could go to Costco so, so some of the, so, so I started thinking, if this virus is as dangerous and contagious and deadly as they say it is, then the steps they're taking to protect people don't make logical sense. And if it's not as deadly and contagious uh, as they say it is, then these steps don't make sense. So that was sort of my first, just without knowing any, a lot about the science of it, it's like this Something's wrong here. And so that led me on a, on a whole nother path that I've been on since then, which led me into what's going on politically, what's going on uh, globally, you know, why, why, why did this happen? And so, uh, you know, for me, I've come to the conclusion, and this is just my belief, and, and you know, if someone... Uh, you know, strongly disagrees with it, that's fine. It's my belief that, that AC and I are having this conversation about what we each believe and think about this. So my belief has been for several months that this virus was created by some people that have been running the world for hundreds or thousands of years, and it was created to create more fear, separation, and to see how compliant would be. And it's been very successful. It's been a very successful uh, psychological, social experiment. Now, to say that, I'm not discounting that there is a virus. You know, definitely, I mean, that's like we have the flu every year. We have all sorts of different viruses and germs. But in my opinion, from all the research and study that I've done and listening to doctors and scientists and people from all walks of life that seem to be very credible, that resonate with my own uh, belief system. I don't think that this virus is any more deadly, dangerous, or contagious than different strains of flu. And one good thing, I guess one really great benefit about the virus has been that it's cured everything else. Nobody dies from flu or heart attacks or uh, you know, other all these other things that people used to die from, nobody's dying of that anymore. I mean, everybody that dies 
dies of COVID. So, so I think AC uh, that that there's been some horrible things. A lot of people have committed suicide. Businesses have been destroyed. Uh, families have been separated. Uh, friendships have been ended. Uh, you know, it's been some horrible, horrible things that have happened on a global scale. No different from an individual going through an intense healing crisis where they have headaches, they have diarrhea, they have aches and pains, and they want it to end. Now, if they, if they stop before they get through all of that, then they're going to go back to have, you know, their unhealthy state. So, you know, for this, from a global perspective, we've been pretty intense in this for almost a year now. And everybody's wondering, when is this going to end? The lockdowns, the social distancing, the mask, uh, the curfews. And, you know, from my perspective and everything that I've learned, I totally believe that this year is the beginning of a thousand years of peace and things that are going to be so wonderful that we can't imagine. But, yeah, there's been a lot of collateral damage in the process. And I can tell you for sure, from my own personal experience, having gone through a few healing crises in my life, some that I chose to start consciously and some that just happened that I didn't choose, that the things that I didn't choose that were horrible things in my life, but I had to deal with them, I came out on the other side where I could be very thankful for what happened. But if someone had told me on the front end, Don, uh, if you go through this financial problem or this health problem, uh, it's going to last for some period of time, some unknown period of time. But once you get done with it, you're going to be much happier, much better, and much healthier. Well, I never would have chosen <laughs> a lot of these things that just happened in my life. So none of us would have chosen for, for this virus to hear and all the effects of it. Uh, we didn't have a choice. It happened. The only choice we have is how we deal with it individually and collectively. Yeah, Don, in fact, uh, I, I totally agree with you on one side that, yes, we are talking about uh, these issues and uh, these are your and mine thoughts and people listening may or may not agree with what we are saying. And that's, that's, that's appreciated in a way because we all have different opinions and experiences. Uh, however, having said that, you know, uh, I agree with you, uh, man-made or this is a natural virus or however you want to term it. There are a lot of debates around in the, uh, you know, on the internet and, and the social uh, virtual society and everybody is talking about it in different ways. Uh, one thing I, 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 I you know, I, in fact, I'll take a step back from that and I'll just mention that... Uh, and I'll, I'd rather mention this uh, research that I had once gone through, uh, Don. Uh, this research was actually published in 2006. I had gone through it around 2012. And this, is, uh, this was done by uh, a spiritual research foundation. Though I had no uh, you know, alien, uh, alliances with those people or allegiances with them. But uh, I just happened to read it on the internet once. And I was really impressed with the timelines and the stuff that they have explained at the spiritual level uh, in terms of what might happen and how the third world war or, uh, you know, the societal crisis at a global level might look uh, in which year. They were pretty close to uh, the timelines uh, that we are going through in terms of whatever was happening. And, uh, you know, I, I personally believe one statement of that, and I, and I can relate it with what you said, that this year can be the beginning of 1,000 years of peace and uh, uh, good things happening on this planet. Uh, that research also mentioned similar stuff uh, that you that you just said. Having said that, you know, but this virus, coming back to the point, whether this virus is man-made or natural, however we want to term it, uh, one thing that it is it is surely brought to all of us is. Uh, a chance to look in our own self, a chance to be with our own self, a chance to, uh, you know, uh, 
see what is which way just give a pause to our life uh, which was just running helter skelter everywhere in different ways uh, whether it be for individuals or for businesses or for governments or for countries uh, reasons may be different uh, you know the results may be different the motives may be different but at an individual level i personally feel don and my opinion stands very strongly on this that we all have got a chance at all levels to do that introspection to give ourselves a pause and do that healing that probably this year has uh, provided to us uh having said that don uh, we were talking about you know illusions which were there uh, virus may may not be an illusion there were other things that also are there you know that 2022 brought uh, to the forefront us election for that matter uh, is a case history you know is a big case uh, study in its own self this year's your us elections have brought so many things uh, in the forefront that uh, it has been completely divisive uh, in two ideologies and two people uh, if we try and relate it with what probably you think and what i have read in that research and if we say this is a healing how would you want to probably uh healing or cleansing or whatever you may want to say uh my question in that case is don you being uh, at ground zero in the united states and really feeling what is happening around this entire case uh where do you and how do you relate this with Uh, with the healing process. Well, I'm glad you asked that. I was just thinking about uh how the US election this year was a great illusion. Now, today that we're speaking on this podcast is January the 17th, 2021. Now, for myself, I have uh never been interested in politics. I've only voted a few times. Uh I mean I'm 75 years old now, so I've been able to vote <laughs> for many years. And I've only voted uh several times because most of my experience in politics is that it was voting for what I saw the lesser of two evils. And I don't operate like that. I don't vote uh against someone. I vote for someone. So I felt like that politics was just a cricket business and you know I there wasn't much I could do about it and just did the best I can to you know mind my own business. And this year's election of course uh you know ended up Trump and Biden were the candidates. Well, the only reason I even got interested in this year's election was because when they were doing the Democratic uh primaries there there was one person Marianne Williamson who has been a a well-known spiritual teacher for many years I followed Marianne for 25 years she has uh you know does a lot of work with the book and a concept called the course in miracles and she's written books and I've read books by her and I just thought she was a a great person uh so when I saw that she was running as a democrat I got interested it's like wow somebody like this is getting in for the presidential election. So I started watching uh the debates. Well, I I say I started watching them. They were such a joke that I couldn't even after a while, you know, I I couldn't watch them at all. It was just a joke. But I got interested in the process. And then I I saw this guy Pete Buttigieg. And here again, he first initially impressed me and then Andrew Yang who I ended up uh you know really liking him and of course all the democrats were mostly talking about how their their main objective was to get Trump out of office you know they didn't talk much about their policies or procedures or what they're going to do but they were all in agreement to get Trump out of office now the only thing I knew about Trump at that time was little bits and pieces I'd heard through the mainstream media I thought he was a liar a hypocrite he didn't pay his bills he was an arrogant ego person i mean i didn't think much of him at all based on my ignorance so when when trump and biden were the candidates i really was not planning on voting for anybody now 
in the meantime, I got involved in researching this COVID. But that led me, so I started hearing some people that I trust uh, that were talking about, they would make little comments about Trump was really doing some good things and about uh, what a, uh, you know, there hadn't been any wars and he'd got peace in the Middle East. I started hitting little tidbits about Trump. And it's like, what? I, I didn't know about that. So about, I guess about four or five months ago, I started really delving deeper, more into who Trump was and what he had done and who Biden was and what he had done. And it just opened up a whole revelation to me. I, I started seeing, I totally changed my opinion about Trump and what his role in this uh, healing crisis that we're having. And I actually voted for Trump. Now, let's, that the, the vote in uh, the U.S. was November the 3rd. And according to the media and everybody else, Trump lost. Okay? Now, I don't, I mean, <laughs> so this has been, let's see, we're, we're over two months uh, from the election, and, you know, Biden has been uh, voted in the Electoral College, and a lot of people think that Biden is going to be inaugurated on January the 20th. Now, here's an interesting thing. Over the last, uh, actually since the election, uh, even people that are Trump supporters don't th think that Biden is going to be the next president. And, of course, people that are Biden supporters are totally convinced he is. And I don't get into political discussions generally, but when this has come up with people, and based on what I know, I'm... I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of anything. I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to be around to have lunch today in an hour, okay? So as, a, as my background in a theoretical mathematician and researcher and logic, uh, I don't say I'm 100% on anything. But I'm 99% sure that Biden is not going to be the next president and that Trump will be, and the inauguration may or may not happen on January the 20th. Now, when I've told people this over the last, uh, well, since the election, when I've told people this and they want to argue with me about it, I said, look, there's no point in talking about it. I've come to my belief system based on the research that I've done. You've come to your belief system based on what you've done. I said, what? Put your money where your mouth is. I'll make you a bet that Trump will be the next president. Not one person has taken the bet, AC, even after the Electoral College voted Biden in. Yeah, so Don, uh, my question is a little on a larger scale on this. Do you really think uh, this is all about, as I, as I, you know, at the beginning of this question, I just uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, this is a, this is a spiritual healing that is happening around. If uh, this entire cleansing has to happen, uh, you know, even at, uh, on the basis of that spiritual foundation research that I had gone through, uh, or how we feel from inside as individuals, and uh, we all are spiritual beings, do you really feel this is about uh, Trump no, I was or Biden? Uh, and, yeah, uh, I was actually going to yeah. address that. I just kind of wanted to lay, lay the groundwork for how I came to feel about Trump. And, yeah, you're right. This has nothing to do with Trump or Biden. This has to do with freedom versus slavery, good versus evil, truth versus lies. That's what, you know, Trump, and, and I'm not, a, I, I'm not a, I don't call myself a Trump supporter. I'm a truth supporter. And what I've come to learn over the last year is that Trump and a big team behind him is supporting truth for global healing. Now, the reason I'm going on record here on this podcast, January the 17th, for those people, whether they voted for Trump or voted for Biden or people all over the world, whether you love Trump or hate him or whether you don't have any feelings at all, I'm going on record to say that Trump will be in for the next four years. Now, the reason I'm doing that is 
to give some validity to anything else that I might say about the vaccine or the COVID or what that was all about. Because, because if I can say this three days before the inauguration, when everybody thinks Biden is going to be inaugurated and that doesn't happen, then maybe that will make people think, well, some of the other things he said about the, the virus and the vaccine, maybe I need to take a look at that. So, Don, I know this is, uh, this is you know, a, a little political and uh, issue in terms of uh, where we stand uh, with our own understanding and our belief system and our own intuitions uh, relating to, uh, you know, Biden or Trump or virus. Uh, I would, you know, want to look at it from a different angle altogether. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether it, it be Biden sitting on that chair or whether it be Trump sitting on that chair or wherever the world leaders are sitting on their own uh, chairs in terms of managing the world business and the world affairs. Uh, I would again, you know, want to take it back to the point of, uh, you know, the spiritual healing that we are talking of. Uh, we, we, we all have our own belief systems uh, where I appreciate and agree, uh, you know, that whatever you say are your thoughts and, and you have put it in a way that, and you have put them very strongly down in terms of uh, what you believe. I truly appreciate that and respect also the uh, the constitution of probably your country uh, that has paved its way for electing its new president in whichever way they feel is right and as per the constitution. Uh, I would I would refrain in terms of getting into any kind of a political because debate because that would actually somewhere uh, make uh, make my thoughts and discussion bias on all of this. Uh, with whatever my belief system is. However, coming back to that point, if Trump comes in or if Biden comes in, uh, who knows if we are talking of a spiritual healing. Even Biden, if he comes in as a president, may, may lead to a spiritual healing or that we are talking of. Or if Trump comes, he may lead to a spiritual healing. So completely uh, nullifying the presence of either of them on the on the chair that they would be sitting and that's a very important chair that they would be sitting uh, upon uh how, how how do you see this you know this entire thing unre uh, unrevealing well, sorry revealing itself to uh to a point of making a better world uh if it has to be if i were to believe on that research or making a better world in all circumstances uh, you know, whether it be Trump or Biden for that matter. So whatever is the result is, is the result, uh, you know, uh, not to debate on the result. But yes, uh, how do you see this entire spiritual, uh, you know, thing and the journey going into 21, 2021 and beyond? Well, one way I'll address that is, you know, my wife has been on the same journey with me as far as, you know, coming to understand what's going on. And, uh, you know, like I've told her many times, even though we both strongly feel that Trump will be the next president, what I always say is you cannot attach your peace, love, and joy to external things. So the point is, even if Biden were to get in and lead us, this country, and maybe the world, because a lot of things that happens here in America uh, tremendously impacts the rest of the world. Um, so regardless, if Biden gets in and we end up living in a socialistic, communistic country and we have all sorts of restrictions and our freedoms are further taken away, I have the ability and everyone else has the ability to have peace, love, and joy in your own heart, in your own life, regardless of your circumstances. So for me, uh, you know, if Biden comes in, I will consider that uh, for whatever reason that I may not understand to be in God's spiritual divine plan. And that for me, any reactions or emotions that I have that are of a negative nature 
then I need to deal with those feelings within myself. And if there's any actions that I'm able and willing to take to change the external circumstances, then I'll take those. So I'm not dependent. And I think everybody, here's the deal I see. Every, all these people that I've been listening to that, that I'm in alignment with their truth about the role that Trump is playing, they don't talk about, they say the same thing that we mentioned. It's not about Trump and Biden. It's about good versus evil, freedom versus slavery. And all of them, whether they're, whether they're politicians, businessmen, doctors, lawyers, musicians, coaches, whatever. I've listened to so many different people, and they all talk about it as a spiritual process. And you mentioned Third World War, War uh, World War III. We, we are and have been in World War III. It's not so much of a physical war. It's a psychological cyber war. And it's, it's been going on big time uh, all over the place. So from my perspective, I totally agree with you. Not about Trump or Biden. If Trump comes in, <laughs> well, and I'll guarantee you, it, you know, whatever. If Trump comes in, you know, these people with Antifa and Black Lives Matters and a lot of people that have been causing a lot of the problems, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to cause some more problems. If Biden comes in, some of the Trump supporters who have been very peaceful up to this point, they may uh, go a different way. So, you know, we'll find out uh, in, in three days, really. Uh, we're going to know a lot more about what's happening. Yeah, Don, um, you know, and, and you mentioned about, you know, uh, being on the right side uh, of, of good and evil. Um, it's it's very relative, Don, and, and nobody would want to be on the side of the evil and nobody would call themselves to be on the side of evil. Uh, so, uh Everybody would say that, yes, we are on the side of the good and the other one is on the side of the evil. So uh, talking about good and evil, they are again very relative, relative to our own belief systems, relative to the circumstances that we have grown with, relative uh, to the cognitive senses that we have in terms of seeing what we believe and hearing what we believe uh, and we want to believe rather. Uh, so... Uh, not getting into that debate because that would take us to a completely a different tangent in terms of about good and evil. Uh, respecting uh, the views of uh, the good as well as the evil, I would say in that case. <laughs> but uh, not defining anyone as evil, I would just say that because I personally really believe there is no good, there is no evil. Don, uh, it's just a state of mind that one believes in and that state of mind is uh, primarily based on the belief systems that we grow into. Uh, there are uh, for sure negative and positive energies and they are in equal proportion uh, as per the science, uh, you know, and the flow is also in the equal proportion whenever it is there. The intensities may be different. That's, that's, that's a different question altogether. So not getting into that debate, but understanding this, uh, this entire uh, spiritual healing and uh, the entire, uh, I would say, decoding of the uh, so-called illusions that may be uh, illusions for one and the facts for others. So uh, I would say, uh, uh, let's see uh, how this entire thing unfolds. Uh, and this 2020 definitely has bring, brought a lot of experience and, and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, new uh, age kind of uh, learnings for all of us. We are fortunate definitely to be in, th in these times, Don, that we are witnessing these uh, these uh, uh, activities and events around us. They happen almost. They've happened almost after a hundred years, and we have seen in the previous pandemic uh, in 1919 post that how the world unfold unfolded and how the societies and the governments unfolded to become and bring a better world to us in multiple ways. And of course, with all good, there is an equal amount of bad as well. And that's how the life goes on. Uh, to be on which side is our choice, uh, which is based on our own belief systems. Uh, again, 
uh, not saying bad bad and good good uh, i would just uh, say that uh, it's and leave it to one's own uh, intuitions and one's own spiritual journey to decide upon uh, which way uh, and whatever way even bad leads to uh, you know leads to a way which uh, unites us with god and so does good leads to uh, and and help us unite with god in that case so uh, i know this discussion has actually gone uh, to a little bit of a spiritual level uh, but it was worth having this discussion taking those learnings uh, from 2020 see what may be required in 2021 uh, my final question don which i would probably put to you and your probably want to hear your thoughts on that 2021 and beyond what and how do you see apart from virus and the us elections and other things that have happened in 2020 apart from all of that 2021 uh if it is a beginning of uh of 1000 years of peace and good times to come uh, how would you visualize that good well and how would and what would be what would be the points that you would want to mention uh that would certify it to be a good well time? let me before i address that uh, directly let me just uh backstep on this concept of illusions and something for people to consider regardless of what your belief system is the united states has always been a country of freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of activity as long as you're not you know doing things to harm other people you can express your opinion but if people would consider all the censorship that's gone on uh i mean i know other countries have had maybe censorship forever but in this country the censorship has been unreal i mean even people it's like there's a mainstream media that has one narrative and if if people were posting on social media or making comments about that was different from the narrative the average citizens were getting censored their videos were taken down their posts were taken down and in the last few weeks the president of what's supposed to be the most free country in the world has been censored on all these platforms i mean just look at that the craziness that's going on so i would i would just challenge people regardless of your belief system why would all the media censor everybody in what's supposed to be a free country if you just have a different opinion from from what they're promoting i mean you're not inciting violence you're not uh you know saying anything that's a problem but anyhow i'd like people just to consider that in my opinion the mainstream media forever has created illusions but particularly this year the illusion of the vaccine the illusion of the election the illusion of what's true the illusion on and on again so i say to answer your question what i see happening and this is just my opinion and and i'm not you know talking about good or evil or politics but from what i've learned particularly over the last year i think that if joe biden somehow becomes the president of the united states that the united states will be full time into socialism communism that that we will be uh not a free nation anymore and i think this will negatively impact the rest of the world so that's from a physical standpoint that's my uh opinion uh now saying that like i mentioned before if that happens regardless of what's going on in our external world every one of us has the the ability to have peace love and joy in our lives regardless of the restrictions we have now if trump becomes president which i think is going to happen then i think that that this nation and the world will begin to have freedoms and joy of life and prosperity 
and has never been known before. I think that, you know, my perception over the years of how dirty politics were and how, you know, a lot of our systems, the healthcare system, education system, legal system, were sort of credit systems that were not set up for the benefit of the people they're supposed to serve. I think all that will begin to change. It may take a while, but, but I believe that 2021, that within the next uh, two or three months, I believe we're going to see some huge changes for the better globally. Great, Don. Love to hear your views on that. Uh, I would just say, you know, whatever you said in terms of the good things about 2021 may turn out to be true and may everyone, everyone experience inner peace and, uh, and prosperity as they move on in 2021. Uh, with whatever happens, will happen. We cannot have uh, any control over it. But of course, how we take and how we respond to all of that is something that we have got our control upon. Uh, let's be resilient in terms of, uh, you know, getting that inner peace that we want. Let's be resilient towards uh, connecting with our own selves in different ways. Let's be resilient enough to, uh, to listen to our intuitions going forward. And let's be resilient enough to challenge our beliefs. Uh, I think all of this would lead somewhere that we have never been before in our lives. Uh, I'm sure 2021 will lead to many such good things coming in our life at different levels. Uh, with this, uh, I would just want to uh, maybe uh, say that, yes, today me and Dawn had actually talked about some issues which may uh, be political, which may be, uh, you know, having a social fabric uh, maybe look like bias to one side, may not look like bias to the other. Uh, but uh, yes, this is, uh, you know, we have talked about and uh, I personally feel that these are uh, individual opinions uh, and we do not want to hurt anybody else's opinion on this. Uh, we respect everyone's opinion and uh, let's see how the world uh, unfolds itself and how events unfolds themselves. Uh, with this, I would just say that uh, we wish everyone a very happy 2021 going forward. And uh, Don, I would leave uh, you with the last word. Well, actually, I guess the last thing I can tell people is to really consider the fact that regardless of what your external circumstances are, you have the power to uh, react to it however you want to. And depending on how you react to it, whether you create anger, confusion, fear, anxiety, that's going to affect you physically, mentally, emotionally. That's going to affect your relationships, uh, everything in one way. And if you choose to react in a, in a way that creates peace and love and acceptance, that's going to create a whole different deal. And the other thing I would say is do not, do not, Judge people based on their belief system. Judge people based on who they are, how good a heart they have, how congruent they are in life, and, and if they're good people. And I'll, I'll tell you for my own self, I, and this was before I had a spiritual basis in my life, I was somewhat agnostic. And I met a guy back in 1992, and he was what I called an obnoxious born-again Christian. And the first, I, I met him to learn how to fly hot air balloons. And the first time we were up in the air about a mile high, he started preaching to me about Jesus. <laughs> and I told him right then, I said, look, I respect your belief system, but I'm here to learn how to fly a balloon. So if you need to save me, then we can just end this relationship. Well, he and I, he died a few years ago, but for 30 years, we had a very trusting, healthy relationship, and we had totally opposite belief systems. But I respected him, that he was congruent with his belief system, and he respected me because I was congruent with my belief system. 
So what I'll tell you is that do not discard people because you have a different belief system. You probably should discard people if they're a negative influence in your life. But if someone has a different belief system than you do and you're not able to talk about it, just agree to disagree as long as they have other characteristics that are good for you in a relationship with them. Great. Thank you very much, Don, uh, for this lovely discussion today. And uh, we wish our uh, listeners, uh, please uh, throw your thoughts, uh, whatever you have, in case you have comments, uh, post them and let us know. Uh, in case if you want to speak, uh, ask to speak on any specific topic uh, and bring up something for you, we'd be happy to do that. Uh, looking forward to speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you, Don. My- Thanks for listening to the Core Peeler Studio Podcast. Do subscribe and follow our channel for interesting monologues, conversation, and interviews to come.